You're listening to the Union Podcast. The Union is a movement dedicated to discovering God's design for sexuality, His hope for restoration, and the power of our destiny through Jesus. Please enjoy today's podcast. Hey everybody, this is Brian and Bonnie Pugh of The Union, and you're listening to The Union Podcast. This is episode 10. We've made it to the 10th episode, so thank you so much uh, for all of those who have been uh, consistent in listening. Uh, we really value you and appreciate you, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy today's episode. Yes, definitely. So if you missed out on last month's podcast, we talked about um, living a thriving single life and even some ways that you can be developing relationships if if you are someone who you know is interested in getting married one day and we call it single and ready to mingle. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and enjoy episode nine. Um, and then just a heads up for the coming months for the summer here of 2019, we have a goal um, to really be talking openly around the issue of sex. I know it's like that is pretty much what the union is about, isn't it? <laughs> but somehow we've been, I mean, we've been talking about a lot of different things. Um, but this, yeah, these next couple months, we want to talk about, um, we're going to be talking about pornography. We're going to be talking about the impact of sex literally on our minds, on our bodies, and our mm-hmm. relationships. We're going to talk and hear testimony from people. Um, the true, yeah, just true stories of people who've um, either done things according to how God outlines it in scripture or have not done things according to how God outlines it in scripture and the impact that's had on their personal lives and on mm-hmm. their relationships. Um, and then just learning how also within marriage we can have um, like a fulfilling sex life. Totally. So you can be watching for that on our social media, Instagram and Facebook. Um, we're going to be having content there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just called Sex Life. Sex Life. It's going to be a good summer. Yeah. It's going to be a good summer. So if you've enjoyed um, the podcast and the content that we've been creating at the Union, we would love to give you an opportunity to partner with us financially at the Union. We are uh, that organization that relies um, partly on the financial uh, generosity of people um, to come alongside us and support us in that. So Mm -hmm. if you're interested in giving um, either in a one-time uh, in a one-time kind of context or, you know, in a consistent, we would be so thankful for that. You can check that out on our website, theunionmovement.com. Under the drop-down menu, you'll see Give, and it's really straightforward from there. So um, we would love it if you would consider that. And, yeah. and uh, you know, this is all going to help um, really the truth of God's design for sexuality, relationships, and marriage, uh, the hope of restoration, and empowering people into their destiny um, your, your finances go directly to that, um, to allowing us to continue to do that. So yeah. Yeah. We'd be so thankful for that. Thank you for everybody who's already generously given. Oh, for sure. It's such an awe, such an honor to be able to do this work and we appreciate, appreciate your support. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So random question is that time it of the podcast, time. the random question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. This is like really, really random. Sure. Okay. Uh, so lately our kids have been, uh, it feels like they're studying and just like diving into the topic of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And so then here's my thought. Okay. So when Jurassic Park came out years ago, how old would you, how old, old would Oh you man, been? I don't even know. Maybe like 10, something like what that. What year did it come out? I don't know. We'll have to find, figure that out after. Yeah. Anyways, what was your favorite dinosaur? My favorite dinosaur? Would be the raptor. Hey, good timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We the North. <laughs> we the North. Yeah. If uh, if you're listening to this late, or you're just listening to this as it come out, as it comes out, we're recording this on the night that the Raptors won. Yeah. They did win, right? I well, that's what someone. We were busy getting ready for this, and so I don't even think I saw the final score. So I didn't see the final score. I just saw someone post about it. So all right, well, this could be fake news. This could be fake news. <laughs> <laughs> we'll double check. Anyways, oh, the Raptors. Excellent. The Raptors. That's yeah, great. no, honestly, I think like their the quickness level, the ferociousness level, the intelligence, the yeah, yeah, like it oh my goodness, out, you remember that scene like with the oh. kind of Australian guy. You know, like he's trying to hunt one down and then he sees like this face kind of poke out from the side. 
clever girl and just gets like totally <laughs> yeah i don't really totally, remember yeah. but that's like creeping me out a little yeah bit. yeah for real <laughs> for real so all right thank you yeah uh random question for you um Oh man, see, I I try to be like in the moment inspirational with this because mm-hmm. it's like random. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't put a whole lot of thought into it, and I'm just hoping it kind of comes to me um, in the moment. Um, man, maybe maybe we can keep it on movies. Okay. What was your favorite movie of the '90s, Bonnie? Favorite movie of the '90s? Uh, I have to say it's two, and like they're just two of my favorites. They are absolutely tied as Newsies. And Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Was No, but was that in the 90s, though? Was Newsies in the 90s? Did it come out? Oh, I mean, I watched it all through the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well again, we'll have to fact check. This is just... Yeah, we're just... We're just throwing fake news out all over the place. Yeah. So it could have been late... At eight, we'll Christian take, we'll Bale. Take it was Christian, Christian Bale yeah, Christian in Bale. Newsies. He was young, so it could have been late 80s. I wouldn't be surprised if it were surprised yeah. with late 80s, but... You know, we'll give you that. We'll give you okay. that. Okay. That's all good. All right, moving on. Moving, moving on. on. All right. So, I mean, that was a light note. We're going to move it yeah. into a little bit more of a heavier topic here. So, we want to give you a heads up. Obviously, we were talking about pornography today. Mm-hmm. We are talking about what's the big deal about porn. And, uh, you know, we try to produce content that is, you know, kind of um, really effective for anybody at any age level. But obviously when we start to talk about a topic like this, um, you know, we want to give parents and guardians kind of a heads up that like, Hey, this may not be the best thing to be listening to as you're driving to soccer practice or maybe on the way to church. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, just for the young ears, um, as much as like, we're not going to talk about, like, this is not going to get weird. This is not going to get awkward. Mm-mm. Um, but uh, again, we want to disrespect, um, the younger ears and totally, um, we don't need them getting phrases and words in their vocabulary before it's time. So, so this, we feel like this was ample time, uh, for you to hit pause on the podcast. So moving forward, um, we will not feel any responsibility. (laughs) So if this was not enough time to get you, you know, to allow you to hit the stop, stop button or pause or whatever. Yes. Um, that's your own fault. Okay. All right. So All here right. we go. All right. So pornography, the first thing we wanted to to say as we go into this, well, Bri, you're going to be sharing your story. Yeah, totally. Um, But before we get into that, we wanted to take a minute and actually define what the word pornography even means. So the word pornography actually is, if you can break it up into two separate words, then the word um, pornos and graphy. So graph um, has anything to do with what is recorded. So if it's anything visual, anything written, um, obviously that's pretty straightforward. And mm-hmm. then pornos has to do with anything that is going to stimulate or arouse someone sexually. And so what's intense is that things that, um, are like just almost just average advertising now, 50 years ago or a hundred years ago would have been considered pornography. But what's happened is that the intensity, um, of the content is just increasing. Mm-hmm. And so with that, it's um it's not so when we say pornography we're not actually just we're not wanting to just talk about you know certain websites or or certain magazines it's actually just an awareness of maybe a system or a structure um a product a resource of things that are that are stimulating you sexually separate from a committed relationship so um we also don't want to talk about this um, assuming that everyone is in agreement that they would think that pornography is a negative thing. Right, yeah. I think a lot of people would say that it's, oh, it's just a normal thing. It's a natural thing. You know, oh, it's just a great outlet. Or um, they might say phrases like that. But but what we want to show today is just that there actually are really some pretty serious negative consequences mm-hmm. to um, the intaking of pornography into your lives. Oh, absolutely. I think there's some great organizations out there. One of them being uh, Fight the New Drug mm-hmm. has done a great job of actually just giving the, the statistics and the facts mm-hmm. um, really um, around this area of pornography mm-hmm. um, that would actually show you something different than maybe how a lot of people would talk in like kind of yeah, private totally. conversations or, you know, at the mm-hmm. bar or, you know, in the locker room or whatever. Like, yeah. they think, oh, it's no big deal or whatever, you know, right? Like that. Totally. But like, the stats would show and a lot of, um, you know, and fight the new drug would show these that like a lot of surveys 
um, you know, specifically young men and the one that I'm thinking about college age, young college age, young men, when they gave up pornography, mm-hmm. when they, when they, when they ceased to consistently go to it, they found that they were more confident, wow. that they had more energy, mm-hmm. that they wanted to be around other people mm-hmm. more often. And, um, mm-hmm. just their overall mental health was better. Their overall physical health wow. was better. Um, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, so then you wonder how many people they just are living what they would consider a normal life with an intake, a steady intake of pornography, not realizing that it actually is doing damage to their relationships and to their personal health. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that, and we, and this is significant is that often it's talked about as though it's just something that is really for men, but it's really clear that it's not oh, that, absolutely. that men and women are both, um, going to websites, buying magazines or, you know, like they're both engaged in the process. Oh, totally. Not only the process of creating it, but then also of partaking or yeah, taking yeah, it in. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, like we don't really know what we're swimming in mm-hmm. as, as a culture, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the amount of, um, seductive images that we see totally. that we're subjected to, especially like, I think, man, to be a woman in this culture has got to be like absolutely crazy. It'd be exhausting be- because yeah. like, you know, you walk through this, the, the super, like the, um, the supermarket or whatever, the mm-hmm. grocery store. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, so many magazines that are meant to be like, Hey, you know, this is about women's health or, um, beauty and stuff like that. But what is it? It's like 1200, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. 1200 sexual positions that'll keep your man. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and, um, I just saw one today that said like millennials know how to have better sex. Here's our proof. And I just think, what? Like, <laughs> oh man, wow. I don't even, yeah, I just saw the title of that and I thought, oh, here's another round, you know, just more pressures and kind of false mm-hmm. advertising yeah. of what's going to make young men and women happy. Totally. And, and again, like just to be really clear, like we are not anti-sex, no. you know what I mean? Like we are not anti good sex, you know what totally. I mean? But like, we believe that there is a context for it, that there is a, um, a boundary in mm-hmm. which it is, um, meant to be enjoyed that actually studies would show that committed, um, uh, marriages, mm-hmm. um, have actually the best sex, sex lives together that totally. are in, that are in solid, um, committed marriages yeah. that, um, that their sexual, um, levels of satisfaction totally satisfaction levels are the highest of all of the groups totally and then also the studies would show mm-hmm. that where marriages maybe have fallen apart that mm-hmm. one of the key elements and it may have led to you know to adultery or you know or to some sort of um, emotional affair or just like um, and what i mean by that like maybe um you know, either a man or a woman begins to cross some boundaries relationally and emotionally with somebody in the office or something like that. Um, but it actually comes back in a lot of ways to, to pornography being somewhere in the mix that there was somebody who, you know, was looking, was looking at it late at night or Mm -hmm. at the office or had, Mm -hmm. you know, created private emails and, um, email addresses that is to, um, to just kind of keep it, it all. Yeah. Keep it all hush hush. Right. And that was one of the, the key attributes mm-hmm. to the destruction of the marriage. And so, cause I think that in that way, like the marriage bed and the intimacy between a husband and wife, it's such a vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. And so if uh, say, okay, I'm speaking as a wife, but for sure, um, it would be the same for a, a husband to feel the same way is that if you have an awareness, so if I, as a wife had an awareness that my husband was seeking out other women's bodies, wanting Mm -hmm. to see other women, I would have, it would bring in such a level of insecurity of like, well, then clearly I'm not enough or, or what does he like? Like, what is he not satisfied in me about? Mm -hmm. And so the choice to not, um, kind of turn to pornography is a choice of fidelity is a choice of commitment to the relationship and to the other person, like not giving the other person reason to feel insecure, you mm-hmm. know? And I think even, I mean, this is, this wasn't in our notes as something to say, but I think when you and I were dating, something that I respected a ton is that when we would maybe be watching movies as, as a group of friends or, or we'd, um, you know, be out, you know, just like you said, like walking in the mall or something, whenever I, I would see as a woman, I would see, other women either dress really seductively or advertisements or scenes in the movie. And I would see 
you turn your head and you Mm -hmm. turn your eyes away from it. Kind of like you're saying, like, I'm not I'm not going to check her out. And it, it actually created such a level of security in me where I thought, okay, like I, I'm pretty enough for him, Mm -hmm. I guess. And so it was actually, um, yeah, it's a pretty special dynamic. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think back to that, that place is like where I was and and we're going to get to my story a little bit later, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the culture and the message of the culture, I mean, that we live in society that we live in, there's like no boundaries around this area of your sexuality. Sure. And, you know, and that's how sexuality is, is actually enjoyed the most is to have zero boundaries around it. Mm -hmm. Um, well I live that way. Right. And, and I knew what it felt to reap the consequences of that in, you know, my, my mental health in, um, just how I saw myself, how Mm -hmm. I saw the world around me, how I saw other people and how it started to affect those relationships. Um, and so I knew like it to, to change the way I thought was not going to be um, just, it wasn't going to happen by itself. Right. So, um, we're probably getting the cart before the horse in a little bit. Here, yeah. Yeah. We'll but, get it. Um, we'll get into that more after. But yeah, that's, um, that's the key reason for, for a lot of that. So. All right. So we, so we are not assuming that everyone necessarily thought that pornography was wrong. We're hoping right. that go check out, fight the new drug and hopefully Absolutely. some other resources we're going to be providing in the coming days. And this podcast hopefully will give you a new perspective on that. Um, and then we also talked about yeah, just how there's been an increase of like, it's like people are getting desensitized to what is sexy. And so mm-hmm. then things have to get more and more scandalous. And then unfortunately, it's actually even turning into increasing violence and yeah. objectification and just actually things that are um, just quite crude and yeah. very, um, I would say, barbaric. Even. Totally. And one of the things that I would, I find is so crazy Mm-hmm. Um, and quite concerning is how a lot of times we think that porn is just a victimless, cl- is a victim, victimless crime, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, that, you know, Hey, like these women are getting paid for what they're doing. They're wanting to be there or, mm-hmm. you know, I understand that there's a whole world of pornography that just doesn't involve women and totally. that's maybe another podcast, but like, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we're, we're just talking about strictly women in this aspect, mm-hmm. like, Oh, these, you know, these porn stars, they know what they're doing and you know, mm-hmm. they're making money. It's just a job. Well, you know, there are stories out there of women who have come out of yeah, the sex right. industry and, and specifically the adult film, um, you know, like pornog- pornography industry, mm-hmm. and they would tell you something completely different. Absolutely. And, um, you know, they would tell you about the drug addiction. They mm-hmm. would tell you about the alcohol abuse. They would tell you about the physical abuse, mm-hmm. the emotional abuse, the manipulation that goes on, mm-hmm. the um, this, this, the overwhelming sense of shame that mm-hmm. constantly follows them. Um, you know, in some cases, I, I, um, I'm forgetting the lady's name, but like, how she would literally feel darkness surrounding her. Wow. And, and it was like this unescapable thing that she would feel, yeah. um, you know, going in to do a scene. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's, so it's, it's not a victimless crime. And, and one of the, the, the interesting things that, um, again, like we talk about fight the new drug. We also talk about an organization called a 21. That's, that's uh, dedicated to, uh, ending human trafficking is mm-hmm. the pornography industry is directly fueled by human trafficking. Absolutely. And, um, you know, with, with the growing expanse of porno- the pornography industry in, mm-hmm. um, really all over the world, mm-hmm. it's, it's fu- like, it's being fueled by human trafficking. It's being fueled by prostitution. Mm-hmm. It's being fueled by so much of, of these things that, you know, we would look at and be like, oh, well, no, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. No, I don't want slavery. Like, oh my goodness. And, um, you know, so we don't really realize that like coercion is such a huge part of what goes on that there's so many promises that are made, um, to potential, um, Mm -hmm. you know, porn stars that are just, just not genuine. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's just a job and yeah, you'll Mm -hmm. make lots of money and you get to travel and you get to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't tell you that, that your identity, um, Mm -hmm. just went out the window and your value is decreasing by the moment that you will be treated, um, less and less human, Mm -hmm. um, as it goes on, because we're going to ask you Mm -hmm. to do more and more degrading things, Mm -hmm. um, in order to make, make more money. Right. And if you don't do these things, well, there's somebody else that will get to do it. 
Yeah. Because that's just how, how this is how the, the beast works. It's, it's just grown to be such a, um, a huge, mm-hmm. um, a huge force within, mm-hmm. within the world. And that's, what's really sad. At the end and of the so day. one thing, I mean, I think of the union, why we even exist is we think, okay, well, what if we, what if we were to release truth and just be, maybe we're just one drop in mm-hmm. the bucket, or maybe we're just one, you know, one little voice, one little podcast, but it's like, what if we were to spread the truth about what God actually calls men and women to be mm-hmm. and what true fulfilling, a true fulfilling sex life looks like and what happy relationships are meant to be, then we could actually like, could porn ever end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could. Cause if yeah. people stop wanting it, people will stop buying it. Absolutely. And then, yeah, if we, if we drain the desire for it, mm-hmm. then we, then we can end it. So every one of your decisions and every, yeah, every time you raise your voice on the matter, um, we're pushing back the tide. Totally. And just like I think of William Wilberforce in, right. in, in England back in the day, you know, you know, moment after moment, day after day, raised mm-hmm. his voice against slavery yeah. and eventually was able to overturn, change the laws on the matter. Totally. So totally. it is possible for men and women to be rescued out of, yeah. out of this yeah, slavery. Absolutely. And, you know, being, being a Christian organization, like we, we do have some key values and I want to make it really clear that we are not trying to portray the people um, who are making these these videos as as the enemy or as totally. you know somebody to be hated and to mm-hmm. be you know you know publicly mocked and disrespected and dishonored mm-hmm. um, because one of the core values that um, that really we see in the Bible is that all of humanity was made in the image of God yeah and and with that comes inherent value despite what you might be doing with the life that you've been given, Mm -hmm. um, that actually you still have a value to Mm -hmm. God. And it's like, we, we read in John three 16, that for God so loved the world and the, and the people within the world system, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the people who are making the videos, the people who are recording the videos, who are editing it, like he loves those people. He sent his son for those people. He sent uh, his son for the people who are clicking the people who are subscribing, who are giving their credit card over That's right. to to be purchasing, to be making a demand for these things to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves those people and he wants yeah. to see those people uh, come out of the darkness of those realities mm-hmm. and step into the, the reality of his light, to step into the reality of his love, the reality of his forgiveness and his mm-hmm. restoration. Um, and so I want to make that really clear. That's, that's one of the that core values that. that we believe is that, um, we don't, we don't see these people as the enemy, but we, we do believe that there really is a, um, a devil that hates people totally. and wants to distort that image and mm-hmm. wants to pervert that image. And, um, we'll stop at nothing, totally. nothing short of, you know, he's, there's, there's no option on the table that he's not willing to take, yeah. um, to destroy people's lives. So. Yeah, that's just a little side note. Side yeah, note in there. A really important so side note. Yeah, exactly. And that's I think of what you said that there about how darkness does the enemy of our souls does try to distort, um, distort our identities and our what we view, how we view ourselves, how we view each other. And I think that, um, yeah, studies have proven, and just you know anybody who's willing to be honest about their own story is that. Um, a steady diet of pornography, pornographic images, whether it be the front of a woman's health magazine, mm-hmm. um, just the levels of comparison is that starts to distort um, your ideal of what is beautiful, what is attractive, mm-hmm. what is sexy. It starts to distort, um, yeah, your expectations of even what a com- like. Yeah, if I, I just think of like if a young person has been watching porn for years and years, and then they actually meet someone and they fall in love and they get married and then they're like, they're not looking at porn anymore, but they're thinking, what is a normal sex life? Yeah. What can I expect? What, uh, how will my wife respond? Mm-hmm. Is she, is you know, is she just like a vending machine where you just, you know, push the right button and then I get the result I want? Is mm-hmm. it, is that how women work? No, it's right. really not. Like this no. is, this is about a relationship and it takes far more than, um, it's not just about sexual in, um, intercourse or mm-hmm. sexual interactions. It's about relationship and intimacy. So totally. And so 
Here we are. Yeah. So we want to like one of our core values at the union is really the power of people's stories. And Mm -hmm. we believe that like what God did for one person, he'll do for for another person. Mm -hmm. And so like that's why we have if you've been on our website, that's why we have uh, people's stories of, you know, restoration from sexual abuse, from um, from rape, from mm-hmm. molestation, and from just even just like a, a a twisted identity of of who they were as a man or a woman, mm-hmm. and um, just I just identity when it came to their sexuality uh, in a whole bunch of different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we have that up there is because a lot of times you can feel like, man, I'm the only. I've got to be the only one yeah. that's dealing with this. You know what I mean? I'm the only one um, that's dealing with the shame and the guilt that comes from. Um, participating in a lot of uh, a lot of the options that are out there yeah, when it comes totally. to pornography, and so I wanted um, I wanted to share my story, yeah. and I'm hoping um, you know that it'll be um, be encouraging for you in a good sense that like okay I'm I'm not alone you know yeah. what I mean that I'm 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 not the only one struggling I'm not the only one um, you know who who feels trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not the, and I'm not too far gone. Right. I'm not too far beyond, um, you know, the mercy and grace of God to, um, you know, to get out of that darkness like you're talking about and get into, get into light, get into freedom and get into restoration. So, so yeah, my story starts pretty early. Um, believe it or not, like I'm, I'm 33 year old, I'm 33 years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, man, when I was five years old, and that would have been 1990. Um, I came across a stack of Playboy magazine, and um, you know, being five years old, that's a pretty formative time totally. <laughs> of your life. And um, you know, you should not be having to deal with Playboy magazine. Yeah, totally. Um, just a just a little side note here for you know those of you who um, did not grow up in the 80s or you know early 90s. I can't remember exactly when the internet came out, mm-hmm. but believe it or not, the internet was not always around. Yeah. Not in it, our houses. Not in our houses. That's for sure. Um, and so like, just, just to think about that, like if you're, if you're a parent mm-hmm. or if you're a guardian mm-hmm. and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, my kid's probably too young, you know, to be talking about, um, I understand there's an appropriate way to talk about sexuality, but mm-hmm. um, I was five years old Yeah, and no internet. And I came across this. Yeah. And I can only imagine what it's like now. Totally. You know, we, you know, with so many kids, I see it and it's really concerning in a lot of ways that there's like zero boundaries Mm -hmm. around their internet privileges. And, you know, they're given iPads Mm -hmm. as soothers almost, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and just just zero access, you know what I mean? So I would, you know, I say that just to be really pointed and be like, you know, if anything, the the fight has gotten even more intense mm-hmm. um, now. And as a parent, I don't think that there is really an age. There's an appropriate way, mm-hmm. um, and there there would be a way that is inappropriate. But I don't think that there's an age that is too mm-hmm. young to be talking about um, identity, to be talking about totally um, really some of the core things that lead to a healthy view of sexuality. And I would say that so. even if even when you do have boundaries, like I think mm-hmm. of in our fa- in our family. We do have boundaries. We are with them mm-hmm. when there's screens. We have communicated. And yet still things, it's almost like images come out and assault us. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of just jump. And then, the, you know, whether you're, you know, we're searching for a, like a educational video on YouTube. And then all of a sudden on the side is it just, boop, yeah. boop, you know, all well, these things. And so for our boys, we've had to have totally. conversations yeah. for them to know what to do in those scenarios. Exactly. And to, uh, to just yeah. not be caught unaware because that's that's the reality of the day that we're we're living in is yeah. it is it used to be that you would go looking for pornography mm-hmm. but now pornography is looking for you totally um and it, mm-hmm. it is taking every opportunity through every social networking yeah. platform through um you know like not just email anymore that you're getting weird stuff sent to you totally. it's instagram it's facebook you're getting you're getting stuff sent to you that's just like Definitely didn't ask for this. Um, yeah. So I, anyways, back getting back to my story, I was five years old, came across a stack of, you know, Playboy magazine. And um, I, I think about that time and it was, like I said, a, such a formative time. But I look back on that time specifically and that was a turning point for me 
um, when I, when I, as I look back, that was like, that was when things shifted that like it, it, it opened a door in my life and it left a mark on me that I don't think, um, you know, that I, I would, I would know for a com you know, confidently stayed with me for the majority of my life mm -hmm. was just this idea that women, women exist for their sexuality mm -hmm. and women exist, um, for really the pleasure of men. Wow. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to, like as a five-year-old, I wouldn't be able to tell you that and put it into that kind of language. Right. But I know looking back now that that's what I was, that's, right. that's the idea that was communicated to me is <clears throat> a woman is, you know, just, you know, just as sexually um, motivated as a man mm -hmm. um, in the same, in all the same ways, mm -hmm. um, which I, which I don't believe to be true. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that women don't desire sex, but there's other motivating factors that mm -hmm. come into it. And we're going to kind of talk about that mm -hmm. today. But, um, but I, I just remember, um, remember that feeling that mm -hmm. like, wow, women, women exist for sexuality mm -hmm. and they, they, they want to be valued. Mm -hmm. They want to be valued for strictly their sexuality. Yeah. So as I grew up and as I hit, you know, I think specifically the teenage years, that, that core, you know, concept or that core idea that women exist for men's sexual pleasure and the marking like what really makes a man mm -hmm. is is his um yeah i guess his experience in that area right mm -hmm. so like the more the more sexual conquest he takes on and the more he can you yeah, know yeah. It, the more he can get from women in that in that kind of way um that's that's what really makes him a man and so i really had a you know an an outlook on relationships that was just really uh predatorial mm. you know what i mean that like was not just like we like we believe that in in men in you know like in a the genuine core of men who want to do what's right mm -hmm. um there's a natural protection that 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 is there there's something that like that wants to go running into the building that's on fire to save right. someone or wants to, you know, to jump in the way of traffic to get somebody, right. you know, right? Like we, we believe that that's authentic manhood. That's yeah. not toxic manhood. That's authentic manhood yeah. and masculinity. And, um, but like, I, I, I looked at what was actually really toxic and I guess to use that term, cause it's a popular term now, what, was toxic max masculinity masculinity mm -hmm. is I was looking to the world around me as if it existed only for me. Wow. So every, every, you know, girl that I would, I would interact with, like mm -hmm. it was kind of this objectification. You exist for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would, you know, be, you know, be nice or try to be, work you know, the system try to bit. work the system a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And to see what I could get. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, it's, it's really hard for me to even say because it's just like, mm -hmm. it's so, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I go like, man, like that's, I think in a lot of ways, I think it's safe to say that's not who I am now. Like yeah, this totally. is so far separated. So it's like, who am I talking about? You yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of crazy, but, um, but I, you know, growing up in the teenage years and, and again, just like high school is jacked up, you yeah. know, and like so much of like the pressure that people and the ideas that people, um, the young people have towards relationships and to this area of sexuality is just so unrealistic and so mm -hmm. unhealthy. Um, and you know, and often it was, influenced by what they view in pornography. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so like that, that was just a real crazy, crazy time, um, mm -hmm. of my life. And, um, and you know, I know that you've shared with you know, shared with me and shared openly with others about mm -hmm. the impact that started to have on your mental health. Yeah, totally. Um, because it's, it kind of like addiction in gen in general, right. um, it kind of creates a, a on, it's, it's just a cycle. It's an ongoing cycle that goes on. Like you, you medicate, whether it is with, with narcotics or alcohol or pornography, mm -hmm. you, you try to medicate a wound you try to medicate a an area of pain in your life mm -hmm. which you think would you know hey this is going to get rid of the pain and it does for a moment right but then you come off the high and then you sober up or then you mm -hmm. realize that you know that that kind of euphoric experience that you had 
sexually or, you know, Mm -hmm. by looking at something on the internet or a magazine or whatever, that feeling is long gone. Mm -hmm. And now you're having to deal with yourself again. Yeah. And I I think about who, who I was as a young man, I was looking for affirmation. Mm -hmm. I, I needed to, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know, um, you know, what it meant to be a real man. And not like, I obviously talked about that, but I, I didn't know who I was as, as a young man. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, like I, I've said this before and it's kind of a weird statement, but like, you know, pornography is always happy to see you. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like the way it's even presented, the way that it's even just marketed is, um, you know, pornography is, is always glad that you're there, right. you know, and always thinks that you're important and always mm-hmm. is just happy to see you. Um, and doesn't care that, you know, like you have insecurities, doesn't care mm. that you have um, that maybe you you don't think that you're the best, you know, the most good looking guy out there. And it's like doesn't care that you're not right, athletic, doesn't right. care that it's just like, yeah, it's like, I don't care. Mm. You're here and I'm here for you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's it's it's, it's kind of weird. Like a false, almost like a flattery, almost like a false totally affirmation. Totally. And it and it blinds your discernment. You right. know what I mean? Like. Um, it blinds your ability to think clearly. Mm. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get you to think like, man, I really wonder how this is going to affect relationships in my life. No, no. You know what I mean? It's just like in the moment, Mm -hmm. this is going to make you happy. This is really what you want, isn't it right now? Mm -hmm. And, um, it doesn't think about, you know, your grandchildren doesn't think about, Mm. um, you know, the type of relationships you're going to have, um, you know, going forward. So, Um, so yeah, I, I look back at that time in my life and it was just, it was a, it was an avenue that I was using to try to find, um, my identity and try to find affirmation. Um, I was a really insecure young man and, Mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways, like maybe, maybe people knew it that I was like put on a front, but I always tried to be like the real funny party guy and, Mm -hmm. you know, always tried to be the tough guy and like, like, let's be honest, I wasn't the biggest guy in high school. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still not the biggest guy around. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like five, I gotta be honest, I'm five, six, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, you know, I was, I was never taller than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, in high school. So it's like, um, but I always tried to live like I was 10 feet tall because I didn't want people to know just how, how wounded I was and how, how broken I was. And so like, it would, it would show up in anger and, um. You know, I think like, you know, when, man, when you go down these areas, um, with, with pornography and with, with just, um, not just, not just pornography, but like with so many areas that war against your soul, Mm -hmm. you have to push down so much of your conscience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That is going like, I, I hate the fact that I'm doing this. I hate, I don't. Like, I, I hate how I feel. It's just like, you have to push it down. Yeah, right. And, um, but it, it always shows up yeah. in, in the weirdest ways. And I remember just being a real angry kid. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it wouldn't take much to set me off and it wouldn't take, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I'm thankful now that like, yeah. I can look back on that and it's like, it is like, I'm talking about somebody else. Like, wow. um, obviously I'm not perfect by any means, but, um, I can think about the consistency of my character is very far from. what it used to be be. and um so maybe why don't you if if you're cool with that maybe go into how did you start to how did this whole thing start to untangle you came to christ you came to become a follower of christ in 2003 as an 18 year old Mm -hmm. um so then is that when did it all magically yeah i wish it all just magically went away (laughs) that would have been awesome um you know i think one of the um one of the the good news aspects of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that you don't, um, you don't get your stuff figured out, uh, before you come to Jesus and before, before God will accept you before Jesus will open up his arms to you. Actually, you come to the cross, you come to this place of exchange, um, really with, with all your garbage. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and actually Jesus wants nothing less than all your garbage. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, and that's just so counterintuitive, I think, that like to a lot of people, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, man, I got to get my world figured out. Um, I've got to go to church. Yeah, man. I, I yeah, can, seriously. Yeah. Like I, I got to get this under control. I got to, I got to get a hold of this. And like, Jesus is like, unless you, unless you admit that you don't have control, 
Mm-hmm. Have it all together. And, and at least yeah. like until you admit that you don't have it all together, you're not going to get free. Mm-hmm. And he expects you to bring your weakness, mm-hmm. your um, lack of, um, yeah, yeah, lack of capability to, to him and, and give it to him. And then mm-hmm. that's when he makes that great exchange. And it says like, I'm going to give you beauty for ashes. I'm going to, I'm going to give you like, what a, what a great deal. Mm-hmm. He gives you beauty and he gives you hope and restoration and forgiveness. And, um, and he, and like, you give him all that garbage mm-hmm. and he gives you, he gives you all that stuff. Yeah. Like, what a great deal. Yeah. You know what I Seriously. mean? Um, but you know, so like I, I, I want to be realistic though too, is like, so I didn't get all my stuff figured out before I came to Jesus mm-hmm. and I didn't get all my stuff figured out after I came to Jesus either. Right. Um, and, and I would say that in an instantaneous mm-hmm. moment, I didn't just like, oh, well, now I'm just not going to do that for the rest of my life. Right. Um, you know, to be honest, like the, wor- the work of God and just life in, in Jesus is still a journey mm-hmm. and is, um, you know, like there was a lot of things in my life that did just fall away. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, you know, I really just lost the desire for. Mm-hmm. Um, but sexuality is, is one of those interesting things because, um, you know, the Bible is really clear and unfortunately the church in general hasn't been very vocal about this for a long time right. up until lately, but actually sex is a gift from God. Yeah. And so he doesn't, he's not embarrassed of it. He's not, um, he's not disgusted by it Right. when it's in his context. Mm-hmm. He, it's actually a beautiful thing. And so like, um, how come, you know, I would still stumble or I would still mess up and give in a temptation after I was a Christian? It was like, well, I didn't lose a sex, a sex drive. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't lose an attraction to women. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, what God was teaching me was to, to, um, live in an area of self-government and self-control by his grace mm-hmm. where I saw women, um, from a proper lens. Yeah. And I also saw my, my desire, my sexual desire, um, as a gift, Mm -hmm. but it was meant to be, it was meant to be used properly and in the proper context. And that was, that was the journey. That was the, Mm -hmm. um, that was part of the process, but how, like to answer your question, where did it really start to unravel Mm -hmm. was when I was bold enough and really just frustrated enough, Mm -hmm. um, with how I was feeling Mm -hmm. with like this, this area is like a huge area of shame and guilt in my life. And it's causing me to be depressed. I had to get to a place where I had to talk to somebody about it. Mm -hmm. And so I opened up with a mentor and I was Mm -hmm. just like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm doing. And you know, this has been part of my life for a long time. And what's crazy is I thought like, Oh man, he is, he, if he like, I'm going to tell him this and it's like, I can't come around anymore because right. he's, he's like a church guy and he's more spiritual than I am. So if I tell him this, man, he's going to, he's going to make sure that I can never come to church ever again. Wow. And if so it, you, it's funny how you had this illusion of like, you were the only one you thought, Oh, totally. You thought for sure. I could, I must be the only young man in this church building yeah. gathering with, you know, who's dealing with this stuff. Yeah. But everybody else is just reading their Bible and praying all day long and, you know, never having a bad thought or never, you know what I mean? Or never, um, you know, and I, and and I think just even to kind of touch on that really quickly, like a lot of times when people can think that temptation in and of itself Mm. is sin, Mm -hmm. right. And people are living in a constant state of condemnation and, and guilt because not that they've acted on something, mm-hmm. not that they've given in to temptation, mm-hmm. but they've just had a thought or something, you know, they felt tempted to do something. Right. And um, if I can just say this, that like Jesus was tempted in all the ways that we were mm-hmm. in the three in the three ways you look in John and uh, excuse me, in Luke four, you see that that Jesus was tempted with the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. The three mm-hmm. areas that actually first John talks about as well, mm-hmm. um, that, um, you know, he, he knows what it's like to be tempted. Yeah. And so he's actually, as Hebrew says, he's able to be a compassionate high priest and help those who are tempted. Yes. You know what I mean? And so a good friend of mine says it like this, or actually I think he's quoting Martin Luther when he yeah, says yeah. it. Um, but like, you can't keep a bird from flying over your head, but you can keep it from building a nest in your hair. That's right. And I remember when I heard that for the first time and it's like, oh my gosh, like, like, and like, we've referred to it a couple of times here. Like we're in a war. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine if like a soldier goes off to war and he's like all frustrated, he's getting shot at? Like, mm-hmm. I, what am I, man? I gotta be, a, I'm a bad soldier. I'm getting shot at. It's like, no, you're just in war. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? This, and this, this is a war. This mm-hmm. is a fight for your destiny. This is mm-hmm. a fight for your life. And so, um, yeah, just so I, just mm-hmm. to get back to your question, yeah, I guess, so um, you said, so when you were able to, you got frustrated enough, honest enough about yeah. the impact that pornography was having on your life, even after coming to Christ, yeah. that you were able I to think, talk to somebody. Yeah, the internal pressure had had overwhelmed the external pressure of caring what people thought. Yeah, right. And 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 I think until you get to that place, mm-hmm. freedom is is not really in your future. Wow. Um, I think until you're you're willing to be real, mm-hmm. um, willing to be honest and uh, and be transparent, obviously before God, but before somebody else too. Totally. Um, I I don't I don't think freedom is is going to happen. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. So then it's a it's a process, and that's mm-hmm. it's a process. So in the same way that it took years and years for you to build a mindset about women, what women were there here on earth for, mm-hmm. what relationships were supposed to look like, what sexual satisfaction was going to be like, um, then it also took time to um, to change your yeah. mind. Yeah. And something that's really um, been really cool for me, I've been reading a book right now um, called Switch on Your Brain, mm-hmm. Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she talks about um, the power of the mind to influence the brain. Yeah. And so, so studies have shown that pornography impacts uh, the the structures of of the brain, the literal brain, and it kind of just creates these neurological pathways where, as soon as you see something or you think something, it kind of just it's like it's just the road, you know, you know, the path of least resistance. Right. Your brain just takes it. Um. But the the incredible thing is that we have the mind actually can tell the brain what to do. Now that that sounds like a funny phrase, mm-hmm. but it's almost like like you said about when a thought passes over your head, instead of allowing yourself to go down that normal pathway, the path of least resistance, instead you make a decision and you say, actually, I'm not going to think about that right mm-hmm. now. And as you do that day after day, moment after moment, you start to restructure your own brain. Totally. And so for anyone listening right now, man or woman, and you think this has been years of this habit or or it's been, it could have only been months, but it just feels so powerful. And like, um, yeah, the, it just feels like your habit, the habit is entrenched in your life. You are not beyond hope. Mm-hmm. There is so much possibility for your brain to be restored and to even to go back to the original intent. Totally. Where you can think about, you can think about men in a in a holy, pure way and and restore friendship again instead of it always being about, you know, attaining a relationship or a sexual experience. Right. And vice versa for men. For women. Yeah. And I think so much so much really is determined by your willingness. Mm. You know, I um, I remember listening to um, a discussion that was um, a podcast by Triple X Church, which is mm-hmm. um, an amazing organization. Um, Craig Gross is his name. Um, who oversees it, he, um, they started kind of reaching out to like, um, uh, porn expos and stuff like that, trying mm-hmm. to reach out and, and love and try to build a bridge into people's lives to, yeah. and they've seen a lot of people come out of the, um, they've helped a lot of people come out of the industry mm-hmm. and also have developed a lot of great apps to help people, um, you know, kind of curb their porn addiction and, and really get to the root of it. Not just like, Oh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop acting out in this area and just exchange it for something else, but it actually really get to the core of why. why. And, um, and the question was asked, you know, Hey, like can change happen? Mm-hmm. And the question was, or the answer was, well, if you're willing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like if you're really willing to change, mm-hmm. then, then yeah, yeah, it can happen. But like a lot of times we can feel like, well, I just, I just don't want to feel bad about what I'm doing. Wow. And it's just like, well, dude, like you're, that's not, it's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, of course you feel bad about what you're doing, mm-hmm. but are you really wanting to change? Cause if you're really wanting to change and put in the work and, mm-hmm. and be like Bonnie's saying, be purposeful. I'm going to change the way I think mm-hmm. I'm going to like, I, I saw a study that it says it takes six weeks mm-hmm. to, um, to carve new pathways and neurological pathways in your brain. And, and maybe you can fact check that. Cause I've heard it's like 28 days to, you know, yeah. if you do something consistently that becomes a habit, you know? Right. But yeah. 
but I'm just saying like if if you can stick with it mm-hmm. and you can you can guard yeah. you can guard over your mind and like I'm not gonna build a nest in my hair I'm not gonna mm-hmm. you know just create this landing strip for mm-hmm. these thoughts these ideas um you know to just come in and have any kind of rule or influence they want in my life mm-hmm. then free freedom's for you it's you know incredible. what I mean like that's it's gonna be a natural a natural progression if you stick with it yeah um so I hope that's encouraging to to somebody out there if you're feeling like you're stuck like yeah um man nobody's nobody's too far off so that's right yeah that's really cool mm-hmm. so in in the restorative process I mean I know we've shared a little bit about our relationship and how um there was years there where we felt we weren't supposed to be in a relationship and unbeknownst to me you were going through the restorative process of your mindset yeah totally it's so interesting i mean i as a i think i was a naive young woman you know when i met you i was 18 we started liking each other when we were 19 mm-hmm. um but we didn't start dating till we were 21 in there i just you know what truthfully i just had i did have an assumption that probably every guy was tempted or was dealing with pornography. Mm-hmm. I did have that, but I didn't know the negative impact that pornography would have on individuals or on relationships. Um, so I'm so grateful now that we took that time to to not be in a relationship. Right, for sure. To give you kind of a chance to to just like be mm-hmm. refreshed, truthfully, mm-hmm. in, in your identity, separate from being in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then maybe do you want to just touch a little bit on how that impacted our marriage later because yeah. so we got married at 22 um and you had been you were honest with me you had told me that por- like porn was an issue mm-hmm. had been an issue that you were overcoming i could see you had accountability in your life you were meeting mm-hmm. with mentors regularly and you had a passion for the topic of sexual purity and you were reading about it listening to podcasts about it kind of um, you, yeah, I just saw that you were passionate yeah. about purity. So I didn't know listening that. to podcasts before podcasts existed. I was listening to CDs. And oh stuff. yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But no, I see, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. So what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it really wasn't. A podcast. Oh yeah. So like, just yeah, the impact. the impact. Um, yeah. So like I, I became, like I said, like if you're willing, change can happen. And I was, I became pretty militant in my own life. Like I wanted this I wanted this to change. I didn't want to keep living um, the way I was. And I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't want to live two lives. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where I said like, I'm, this is what I really value. And I value honor and respect and, and, you know, love and truth. And, but then have this other compartment of my life that was like, well, actually I love living for me. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think that's, that's the, Mm -hmm. the battle of the Christian life. You know what I mean? Is, is, you know, how, how, because of like the life that Jesus lived was that of servant servitude and that mm-hmm. of servanthood. I mean, um, you know, he laid down his life for people. He laid right. down his own wants and desires. And so it's like to, if I'm going to emulate Jesus, if mm-hmm. I'm going to live the best that I can like Jesus, that means that those areas that just exist only for me have to become fewer and fewer wow. as, as we continue on. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't want to just be cultivating another area of my life or a double life. Whereas like, actually I just, I'm really selfish in this one area, but I do all this other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's really honorable. Um, and so like, I became pretty militant. I wanted, I wanted just to be one person, but what it did actually is like, I started, it started off like just me kind of thinking, okay, sex before marriage is bad or sex outside of marriage is bad. And that would, that would be kind of become my my mantra yeah mantra if you want to say or my reoccurring thought or my meditation you know this is what Mm -hmm. i was thinking about and this is what i'd be saying you know Mm -hmm. right okay i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna, gonna, yeah like this okay so this thought comes in or this temptation comes my way it's like no i'm you know sex before marriage is bad or sex outside of marriage is bad but then as we kind of go on it's just like i started to develop a thought like actually maybe sex is bad Mm -hmm. maybe sex is bad sex is bad actually became the thought and you know also because it had caused so much pain yeah, in your life totally and so you connect mm-hmm. the pain that you feel to to this area mm-hmm. right and it all gets lumped up everything it's not just like um it's it's not like okay pornography use is separated from you know a healthy sexual mm-hmm. um relationship with your with your spouse your with your married partner it's just like um 
it all just it, it all just came into people. one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For me, at least, I I can't speak for everybody, but for me, that's what it was. And um, and so in our early part of our marriage, it was a lot of like, oh my goodness, like I have to. I have to all of a sudden think of this area in, in a new light again. Yeah. Right. And it was, it was really, it was really difficult. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, um, you know, like, of course I'm attracted to you. Of course, like, I think you're beautiful. You know what I mean? For all those out there who are listening, I think Bonnie Pugh is the most beautiful woman on the face of the planet. Yet I had to think about our sexual interaction mm-hmm. in a whole nother way because I had been, I had been trained one way by pornography and by the message of the culture to think like, you know, Hey, no boundaries around sexuality. And that's, and, um, you know, and that's freedom. And it's like that, well, that brought me pain. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I started to try to, you know, be progressing into living a way that was congruent with what I really believed. Mm -hmm. And I started to think the other way. And I think like, that's just, that's just like the enemy, isn't it? To like, Mm -hmm. he either wants you all in or nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, um, and, you know, so I had, I think it was by the grace of God started to see this area really as beautiful and that mm-hmm. it was actually a gift to Bonnie and I, and it was actually a weapon mm-hmm. in our marriage to fight for our marriage. It wasn't just, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't this ugly thing. And, and one of my favorite statements is, you know, it's, you know, sex is definitely not God, but it's not gross. Um, it's actually, it's actually a gift. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? And so I, I, in the early parts of our marriage, that was really starting to be, Mm -hmm. um, really restored and established in my life. So, yeah, Yeah. that's super cool. I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful to, uh, for all that the Lord has done in you. And then also I'm grateful because of the restorative power of your testimony Mm -hmm. that you have authority, not only in, other people's lives yeah. like for you to give hope to others but also even for our children totally so for <clears throat> other men and women out there who maybe feel like ashamed of what yeah. your story was just know that god can turn it all around and make it be like a building block for mm-hmm. other people's lives maybe even for your children or your grandchildren if you're willing to be honest about yeah. the process yeah totally and i and i think if i can just say this to you like when i heard this this was a game changer for me mm-hmm. i heard um you know, is a, re- a redefining of what victory looked like, a redefining mm-hmm. of what uh, growth looked like. Because in reality, we are all falling forward. Yeah. You know, right? Totally. Like we're putting. If you can put more, and this is this is the statement that really changed changed for me. If you can put more and more distance in between your failures, that's what growth looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you go like, you just think it's like, well, growth is the absence of failure, and it's like, well, yeah, like we don't. We don't want to just invite failure into our life and make silly decisions and foolish decisions mm-hmm. and just be like, well, hey, you know, right? Like, yeah, this is this is great. We're just failing more so we can, you know, we get more grace that way. And like Paul's really clear about that. Like, no, of course not. Don't do that. Like, yeah, right. Um, but but the reality is, is we all we all fail in in a multitude of areas, whether it's thought, um, whether it's word or deed or, yeah. you know, motivation. Totally. Um, we all fail. But like if you can fall forward and and cause that failure to actually move you to a place of brokenness and mm-hmm. humility to receive um mercy and mm-hmm. to receive actually empowerment um to walk to walk forward and to walk beyond that failure and mm-hmm. to leave that failure um a million miles behind you and and mm-hmm. turn the right direction again mm-hmm. um you know that's that's what really what growth looks like and that's how that's how good god is cuz he can take um the worst the worst, ugliest, shameful thing that you feel mm-hmm. um, you carry, you're carrying around in your life, and he can use it, um, you know, to be a motivating force for good. That's right. In in your life, but also in the lives of others. And I don't think I'd ever, um, you know, there's probably a time in my life I I where I wouldn't see myself sitting, you know, recording my right. story for people. But um, I'm believing that um, this can be helpful for somebody out there. So. Put more distance in between your failures. Yeah. Let um let the failure work in your life as it should. Mm-hmm. Let it drive you to the grace of God yeah. and the mercy of God. And um I really I really do believe um what God has for us all is worth getting up for again. And yeah. it's worth uh getting up off off the you know, off the ground, off your failure and That's um, right. and and trying again because Jesus is worth it. So if you don't quit, you win. 
Yeah, this is how it works. Yeah, <laughs> boil it down. So, hey, thanks so much for uh, for listening to this today. We appreciate, um, you know, just you guys taking the time. And and uh, and if, we, we do hope that it's been helpful. But. Yeah. If you've enjoyed it, um, we welcome you to rate and subscribe our totally. podcast and share it with others. Share away. And it, yeah, so rating and subs, um, rating, subscribing and leaving us a comment or a review can help make it possible for others to find us more easily. Yeah. And so we would welcome you to do that. Yeah. All right. This is peace out from Brian and Bonnie. We love you and uh, have a great day. Go Raptors. Go Raptors. <laughs> Fact check. Fake news. <laughs> See ya. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope your life was impacted greatly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at unionmovement.com. For more information, visit our website, theunionmovement.com, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at the Union Movement.